TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes, inject football into our veins. I just got done watching like four Hall of Fame speeches. I'm fired up, ready to rock this thing. This is Purple After Dark, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Judd, have you already cracked the Surly? Uh, no, I was waiting. I was oh, there waiting we go. Oh, wow. Moment. Declan's got oh, a Surly. Declan's oh. coming strong, too. Right. Three, two, one. There you go. A little premature craculation from Declan, which is not surprising. Not me. Uh, I'm a pro. That was pro. an unwarranted shot. I it's okay. I won't tell you what I was doing. <laughs> Hold on anyway, a second. Let's, let's talk football. <laughs> I got to get the correct pour, boys. The correct pour. There you go. Got it. Um, and by the way, we're coming to you from our home TCL studios. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel right now. It's Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, Daily Vikings Entertainment, part of Purple Daily. And, uh, boys, it's been quite a week of Vikings training camp. And so we figured it'd be a great way to kick off a new week by just doing a full deep dive into whether people should get vaccinated. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. We're not going to dive into that. But we should talk about Justin Jefferson's injury in front of fans and in front of media. Um, Judd, you were taking video of the play as it happened. So from what we've gathered here the last 48 hours, how bad is Justin Jefferson's apparent shoulder injury? So I don't think it's bad because he actually was at practice, not taking part on Saturday in their stadium practice. Uh, He was joking and laughing and catching passes with his right hand. And he was not involving his left arm, but he didn't look to have any type of like sling or harness on that arm. So I would say that it's a sprained AC joint, which can mean lots of things. Uh, but I would say from what I saw, this is probably a mild one. And I would guess that he won't play through the preseason game against the Broncos on Saturday. And then I wouldn't be surprised if he's back after that at some point. So in a week that I think if a Vikings official was, to tell you the truth, was really crappy. It was not a good week. I mean, there's just a lot of things that went wrong. Uh, that was a scary one. But I think they uh, dodged a big-time bullet, and I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Real quick, before I uh, respond to your Justin Jefferson analysis there, mm-hmm. it looks like uh, – and we'll take, we'll take your questions on screen here. If you've got comments, you can drop them into the Score North uh, Facebook comment section or the Purple Daily YouTube comment section. And Joshua Brunner says, Score North and Surly Brewing, you like how that tastes. I heard it all week long, right? 0-9 on Monday night. Mike makes it creepy, though, when he says it. Actually, it fits in perfect, though. It fits in perfect because you know what, Mike? Coach Zim, I do like how it tastes. And so does Declan. In fact, let me turn that can around in the correct fashion. Yes. Exactly right. Thank you. Surly Brewing, you're awesome. Furious is great. I encourage you. Um, tweet your pictures of you drinking your Surly to us. We want to see them. It's a Surly family now. It's like the family, the purple, the purple after dark family. It is. Yes. You're either, you're either in or you're not. And, and we never, 
what is it, Fight Club? You never you never talk about Fight Club as the first yeah. rule of Fight Club. You yeah. always talk about being part of the Purple Daily Club. It's the exactly opposite. right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so and yeah, uh, definitely keep hitting us up with questions and comments because eventually the show, once we get through a, a couple things here, we, we just we'll just turn the show over to you guys and and you can uh, tell us what to talk about. So yeah, it's um. The Vikings can never just smooth sail their way through a preseason or training camp. Like a million things have to happen. So when Justin Jefferson went down and people were speculating collarbone and, you know, the worst possible thing. So is there still a chance, though, based on the early even good news prognosis that he could be in jeopardy for week one? Or does that does that even sound like pessimistic? Is he going to be ready for week one? I think he will. But yeah, yeah, I think if he hadn't attended the practice on Saturday and the next time that we saw him was in a, a sling or harness, I'd say that's bad news. Um, no, I think he's going to be fine. And, and it was, I mean, guys, when he walks off the field with his shoulder dangling there on Friday, you, you thought just what this team bleeping needs, right? Like all of the stuff. And now this, uh, so at, at some point in time, I felt like with the way things went, the Vikings were in for like good news of some sort at some point. I will be very surprised if he's not playing by week one. They'll be cautious, but here's the good thing. I don't think he needs a ton of work. So I think he can step back in here and and it's not going to cost him if he sits out, you know, let's say two weeks. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And like, I mean, he's there. There's a Sean McVay came out a few, I think it was like Thursday last week and said, as long as I'm the head coach of this football team, Matthew Stafford will never take a snap in the preseason. If I'm Mike Zimmer or whoever the Vikings coach is during Justin Jefferson's career, there's no re- there's a handful of guys that you just don't need to play, right? Dalvin yep. Cook doesn't need to play in a preseason game. Yep. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen at this point. like There's certain defensive players. Just get a couple good practices in here and there and, uh, and just be healthy for the start of the season. And just real quick, Judd did drop his microphone into a pint of Surly Furious earlier, and so yeah. we have to do some we have to do some maintenance on it. I don't That's what why his, to it. it sounds a little funky, but it was fine before. Yeah, you sound. I mean, you sound I guard, fine. I guard this microphone with my life. It's very important <laughs> to my life's work, so I can spread the gospel of Surly, of course. So does, and this means I actually get to come out, come inside Judd Zolgad's house. Tell, no, show us with this. No, we're, you're, we're going to distant. You know what? The pandemic has has yelling out the let window. us down a very Your special sound path settings. of distance. Um, yeah, but I can't change them. Out. I got two different computers here. I'm trying two different computers. I'm a techno- technological whiz. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but anyway, I apologize. Uh, can you give us? I'm going to put you on the spot because you have been observing all these practices. What is your like your your um, your Mr. Mankato power rankings? Like your top four or five right now? If the Mr. Mankato competition. Yeah, had like what what college football has every week, where the committee gets together and they rank the teams. What would your rankings be right now? Oh well, hold on a second here. For the last comment, let me let me give you a little Michael Bennett cameo. Oh, Auger says I miss Judd's bobbleheads for the podcast. Auger, there we go. Yeah. There we go, Michael Bennett. Um, okay, no prep. KJ Osborne has been outstanding. Number one. Uh, I would say so right now. Now, keep wow. in mind, we've had no games yet, and that's going to completely change the dynamic here. But Osborne in practice has looked great. I believe he's a guy who didn't catch a pass all of last year as a rookie. So he basically was a special teams guy and was not that great there. He's looked fantastic. In fact, I think right now he's the third receiver, assuming health for 
Jefferson and Thielen fill because D.D. Westbrook, aside from a few punt returns in practice, has done nothing. Like, he's just standing there. He That's has no helmet. He has no helmet. His ACL is clearly not not set yet. And I don't think he's good enough to just, like, step in and be like, okay, I'm playing now. Yeah. So I, I'd say K.J. Osborne has created a little bit of separation there, too. Uh, so he's my one. Hold on a second here. Because my two, I looked up the pronunciation today. And now I'm going to Smith, screw it up. Smith Marset? No, no, no. He's not two. My it's guy? Declan Goffsky. Nwangu. Kane? Nwangu. Nwangu. Yes. Uh, okay, here's why. Ooh. Here's why. Wait, he's number – oh, I'm sorry. He's number he's, he's number he's, two on the punt return – kick return? Or No, no, no. He's two on the Mr. Mankato list. Oh, I'm sorry. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. I'm, I'm going through my, my four of, of potential – Mr. Mankatos, and here's why. Sorry, I'm still drinking celebratory bubbly here that I'm sure I'm sure we could get silly to make some from being a, uh, that's right, a Marconi finalist, Purple right. Daily, a Marconi Dude, national finalist. Anything goes here, okay? <laughs> I was just telling Judd too, Phil, they have a MFers, rose. Marconi finalists, that's right. Surly has a rosé beer out that is pretty damn good. That would be perfect in that glass for some bubbly, so I hear yeah. you. Love it. So anyway, um, Here's the thing that this kid, and I hope they play him extensively in the three uh, preseason games. <laughs> Trevor says over under on the ABB. The forehead is a little, sweat. Bit, a little bit bright. <laughs> it's been a tough day, okay? I mowed the lawn, cleaned some oh, rooms. So tough. Did lots of work. Um, so this guy, the more I watch him, and I'm not joking here, the more I think to myself, what would Andy Reid do? He turns the corner at full speed. Nuongo literally doesn't slow down. And I mean, almost every human being to turn the corner has to slow down just a little bit. He doesn't. This speed, this kid could be, if he's used correctly, and by the way, I'm not saying a ton, but like if you used him correctly, um, he could be a nightmare. And one thing I keep saying is, why not put him and Dalvin in the Wildcat <laughs> and get him the ball? So I'm telling you. I like it. What I've seen, I've been impressed by, and his speed is the real deal. So he would be my uh, he would be my second guy. Um, yes. Jake Browning, is Jake Browning still in the mix here somewhere? Or did he sort of fall off no, after? No, he could be in the mix. He's four, but I mean, we've talked. I hate to say this, but right now, I'm so tired of QB talk. I'm just tired of the QBs. Yeah, Browning can be four. Um, Amir Smith-Marset, though. So Jefferson, Thielen, and Westbrook didn't practice on Saturday at the stadium. And Amir Smith-Marset was the guy behind Osborne. So he was basically the third guy. He's been good. I think he's going to make this team. So, yes, I'd say Osborne, Nuongu, Browning, Amir Smith-Marset. Yeah. Those are my four. Nobody on defense has really stood out, but that's tougher to do yeah. un- unless you're, like, picking off passes or something. I also feel like in uh, there's a lot of seasons where the Mr. Mankato, you know, and for anyone who's new to this concept, this you know, Judd and I launched this Mr. Mankato Award concept back when Adam Thielen was at his first Vikings training camp looking to crown under-the-radar training camp overachievers, right? Third-round pick or later, undrafted guys, et cetera. Yep. And there's been some years where it's just it's guys that are flashing but are borderline to make the team. And I feel like everyone you just mentioned should absolutely be on the team. 
and mm-hmm. three of the four should be used as weapons. And Jake Browning should just be holding a clipboard behind Kirk Cousins, um, probably as the backup quarterback, right? So, so we're talking about guys that could actually make a big impact on this year's team, which is absolutely kind of cool. Um, my sushi just arrived. I'm going to go grab it real quick, yeah. and then I'll be Absolutely. back in a minute. But I can as elite. Trip, I'd like to say thank you very much. I'm old. Got I'm the uh, hairlines going backwards. But if you see that my tan is elite, hey. which is sort of code for I'm sweating because I'm hot, uh, but I do got a fan on me right that's now. That's good. Well, people are commenting me and my hair, and I look like a model. I, I'm, yeah, you I'm do look really, good. I'm getting, I'm getting juiced up here, so I, I feel pretty good about that. So no, thank you, you look everyone, good. Too. You're young. I appreciate you're it. Young. It's a Sunday night. It. The world yeah. is your oyster. Yeah. No, well, I, no, no. Hey, I, I slept. I had to sleep over at my sister's last night. I watched my baby nephew this morning, so I, I was watching a kid when I woke up. All right, I've been just binge-watching Netflix all day. It's been a, one of the best lazy Sundays I've had in a long, long time because I know once Monday hits – it's now, it's now right back to football. Oh, it's get, go get time. An off day. It's go time. It's, it's go, go time, time, as they like to say. I'm certainly furious. So, yeah, I hear you. Keep the questions coming. All right. Keep the questions coming. Yeah. We have no idea when Phil comes back. You see, that's the great thing about this. Actually, you know what? Let me, let me pop this one on in, okay. instead. Judd, what right. about the other defensive end spot for oh, Charles Styler Thompson? Great question, Charles. Um, from yesterday's practice, which was a practice, but they did a lot of situational teamwork. Um. Steven Weatherly is your starting right end, but he's going to play some left end, and Daniil Hunter is going to switch to right end. Uh, but but he is the definite go-to guy there. The second team guy, and this guy had a pick of a Jake Browning pass and returned at 31 yards for a touchdown. Of course, he couldn't be tackled. DJ Wanham is your two. Like, yeah. that's crystal clear. Yeah. But but I, I will be shocked unless there's injury or something goes really wrong in the three preseason games. Sure. If, if you're starting offense – or I'm sorry, you're starting defensive line against the Bengals on September 12th is not Hunter, Pierce, assuming health there completely, which I think he should be fine by then, Dalvin Tomlinson, um, Sheldon – Richardson will then kick in on third down quite a bit, I think, in the nickel package and replace probably Pierce. And Weatherly will start at right end. It was – I don't think I saw a lot of of substitutions there as as far as creating confusion about it. So Weatherly won, Wadham two. Yeah, I think DJ Wadham is the one everyone is uh, talking about too on Twitter and whatnot, and here comes Mr. Mackey with a with – a rice. what kind of sushi roll are we rocking with here? Oh, it's uh, some place called uh... – Crispy rice, and so sure. I just I don't even know what I'm eating right now, but it's really good. That's kind of like well, whenever I venture into like sushi world, I, there's like six rolls I definitely am in on, and then I'm in on all the other ones, but I don't know what they are. So, so. is it is it like tempura? Is there raw fish? Is there? What, I think what it might. I think I might. It might have just been a California roll, but there's some okay. other stuff in there. There's like they just killed it, Declan. Like it just died. Yeah, seconds ago. Yeah, just <laughs> and now fish. Phil's devouring it. There's it's like, like what, a, what's going on? I'll show you this one. So this is like. I guess block of rice yeah. that's crispy on the bottom, and then yeah. it's like tuna tartare on top with some uh-huh. jalapenos. Well, dude, if, if you're not on the show, changing. if you're not on the show tomorrow, we will yeah. have an explanation. Yeah, <laughs> live, I got takes. Live I got takes. from the master bathroom. Yeah. Here's Mackie on Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing. Surly Brewing. <laughs> All right, Phil. Yep, Phil does win. What else? Well, do All right. That. Yeah. What else? We. Oh my God. I see some of these comments Powell, coming man, there's, there's coming at you right now. <laughs> uh, Tony, I've actually lost some pounds since I hey. since I moved on. Um, what was the Weatherly question? Did you guys get to Weatherly yet? Yes, he is starting at right okay. end. Okay. Yes. 
Um, one more thing here, too. I'm just kind of clearing out my notes. Judd, you sent us. So it sounds like the Jaguars, for some reckless speculation Thursday on a Sunday here. Yep. The Jaguars are already sick of C.J. Henderson, I guess, who was the ninth overall pick in 2020. He's a cornerback. Yes. And so I don't know if, if he's had a falling out with the new coaching staff or what the deal is there. I haven't read up on it enough. But if C.J. Henderson, former ninth overall pick, by the way, PFF did not love him last year. So you might be able to get a former top 10 overall pick for like 50 cents on the dollar. Would you would you make the call? Would you I, would you make the call if you're Rick? I definitely make the call. The only thing is so if I don't like what I've seen from from Pat P or Breland, I'm much more likely then to make that call. If I like what I've seen, it's not as ur- urgent to me as it felt last year because I'll still I still don't get why they went into 2020 with the lack of experience in a Zimmer defensive cornerback that they did so I think I make the call based more on what I've seen so far and what I think and also keep in mind the last trade that the Vikings did shortly before the season began with the Jaguars didn't work out incredibly well so so I'm probably not as likely to make the call as I would have been a few years back or certainly last summer they Rick's like you guys owe us now yeah, <laughs> you guys owe us. Yeah, we'll give you. A, I, I'm out. Dex? I'm out on trading for honestly. The cornerbacks are set. Like I know I ripped Patrick Peterson, <laughs> but just I'm, I'm so sick of trading for cornerbacks. So sick of talking about cornerbacks. Know, you, cornerbacks you, are set you, in you, place. You, you think it's ludicrous that their defense is even like league average, and now you're like, oh, they're set. Don't worry they're about set. it. They're fine. Yeah, they. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm getting I'm getting out of them. I don't. I don't need an, another trade more draft capital for another cornerback. I don't want it. Uh, yeah. J- Judd Benjamin Newell's uh, wants to know yeah. wants to know who is the best third linebacker after Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr. Mm, Benjamin, outstanding question. I come to you with the answer to that question because Anthony Barr did not practice. So follow me here. He got a Veterans Day off on Wednesday. Yep. Anthony Barr then practiced in full on Thursday. Okay, that's cool. He then mysteriously didn't practice, and we didn't see him watching on Friday. He then, as far as I know, didn't show up at the stadium for the stadium practice on Saturday. That is somewhat concerning, and I have no idea, and we we have not been told what might be wrong. But to answer Benjamin's question, the third linebacker then, along with um, Eric Kendricks and Nick Vigil, was Ryan Conley, 25-year-old. Let's see here. What what background do I have on Ryan Conley? Third-year player from Wisconsin who's actually from Eden Prairie. Hmm. So he was was the primary third guy um, with the first-team base defense with Barr not practicing. Anytime Barr misses time, I don't want to say I panic, although I really like to panic, uh, but I think you do certainly get a little bit concerned because his history is that's not great. So, so the three were Kendricks, Vigil, and Ryan Conley. Yeah, and uh, we're we're probably going to do a deeper dive into the current depth chart tomorrow. Like we're going to go hardcore football action on Purple Daily tomorrow. You can get a sneak peek. Judd listed the full depth chart as as he has observed it uh, from practice on scorenorth.com. And the good news for anyone that doesn't make the team, there are jobs available at Burnsville Heating and Air. So they're they're looking for full-time workers and they're giving up to $2,000 signing bonuses. Burnsville Heating and Air, and if you if you live nowhere near Burnsville, you live somewhere else, a different corner of the uh, metro area, East Metro specifically, there's a lot of stuff open, jobs open on the East Metro. They'll find you something within 10 to 20 minutes of your home. Full-time, year-round work, lots of overtime opportunities. 
Burnsville Heating and Air, BurnsvilleHeating.com, click careers. So, you know, if you're the fourth linebacker, doesn't work out for you. Yeah, you get signing bonus. You're good. You get a signing bonus. You're good. All right, boys, you set for it? Round two? My God, did you already down one? Yeah. Good for you. Okay, we legitimately need a Judd Zolgad, Stone Cold Steve Austin video of yep. some kind. Like, take the two cans. Bash them together. You're going to want to be outside for this, probably. Your wife would not want you to do this in your no, in your no, house. I might not you either. Bash them together aggressively, like boom, and then you just pour them all over your head, and then oh, and then flip like and a... then flip the bird to your neighbors. Oh, I don't want to do that to my neighbors. I'm not sure I trust. I that thought you didn't like upset. those neighbors. I thought they well, were that's young. So and... I don't want to. I don't want to get. It. I don't want something bad to happen. Oh, to me. you're scared of this. Is like literally like the. Movie I'm scared of my neighbors. neighbors. This is like the burbs. Yeah. Wait, here it is. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, let's see. Mo Abdul ninety nine says, "Haven't seen much on Chaz Surrett. How does Chaz Surrett look, Judge?" It's Mo. Full disclosure, I've watched him practice. I have no idea. Like he looks like a guy. Um, do I think he's going to make it? No, probably not. Practice squad guy, absolutely. Hold on a second. So Chaz Surrett, let's just see what what round he was picked in. So da da da, third rounder. No, he might he might make it then. He might make it, but I mean, we when you get basically into the second team and past that, it becomes very hard, and that's why that's why the coaches go and watch the practice film intently because they know what they're what they're looking at. I think first and second team wise, but mm-hmm. after that, it gets really hard just from standing out there and watching practice to have a great idea of, of like if a defensive player like that has made huge strides unless unless that guy has the Adi Cole type of game against the Bills, right? Where he picks off yeah. Calpatra. Oh my God, this guy's great. But full disclosure, that one's a tough one. Also like, I don't know, and full disclosure, okay, I am not and have never been a professional football scout. I know mm-hmm. the audience is going to be shocked by this. Mm-hmm. I know that everyone's going to be like, wow, your football takes are so honed. You know, how did you not work oh. in a front office for like 15 years? And I know... I know. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Um, there's just so many guys like training camp. Once you get past like the Justin Jefferson, Daniil Hunter, Eric Kendricks caliber player, right? So once you get to like the 12th or 15th guy on the 90 guy training camp roster, yep. a lot of guys just look alike. Like even Audie yeah. Cole, like Audie Cole was just a guy. Yeah. Exactly. That happened to be in the right place at the right time for a couple of pick sixes or fumble recoveries. And, you know, he deserves credit for jumping on those plays. But, like, Eric Kendricks would have made those. Like, a lot of guys would have just made those well, plays because they fall into your – you have to separate what falls into your lap in the preseason training camp and, like, which guys are actually generating pressures so, and yeah. speed and all those things, right? You're exactly right. The, the Chaz Zuritz of the world – so here's the weird thing. The coaching staff doesn't look at them like, could this guy play linebacker for us for sure at this point? The coaching staff says, can this guy play special teams? I will say this, unless they're doing it in a walkthrough period, the Vikings are not doing a lot of special teams work. It's picked up the last couple days. 
Um, and of course, they're off today. But it's not like we've seen a lot of special teams work, Phil, I mean, like histor- we used to. Historically, they're usually fine in special teams. I don't know what there would be to worry about. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you see Maloof is a, is a volunteer assistant for P.J. Fleck? What? Marwin Maloof was fired as a special teams coach after one of the, I think, historically worst Viking special teams years. I saw a Pioneer Presser strip. I forget which one today, <laughs> said he's volunteering and helping Fleck and Flex. Like, it's great to have more people with ideas. It's like, you sure about that Dude, one? Dude, imagine how bad you have to be as a special teams coordinator for your name to be mentioned more than just, like, in passing randomly. Like, when... When, like, multiple people by the end of the year are just calling for your head as a special yes. teams coordinator, like, how bad that unit had to be. 70 punt return yards all season. Just ridiculous like, just ridiculous mistakes up and down. Touchdowns on kickoff <laughs> returns where Zimmer melts down on the sideline. Yeah. And goes ape bleep. Uh, Adnan, yeah, Greg Joseph making his kicks. We need to know. So what? what's the – okay, we talked about Greg Joseph – so the other guy has been activated too. Yes, and um, I think we need to know what that guy looks like. Is like, is there a real competition here in Vikings camp? I think there might be. So Joseph has had, I think he's kicked extensively three times now in training camp, including yesterday inside. And I want to say he made all of his kicks yesterday before about five thousand fans. So um, he looked pretty good. Riley Patterson is the guy who started training camp on the pup, and he's been activated. And uh, I think he kicked off yesterday and made a field goal. But anyway, so here's the thing. He's got a huge leg, and he's a rookie. Does that sound familiar? I don't know if I tempt fate. Like, I think he's got a big leg, but do you really want him making the team? And he's got that big leg, and now the pressure's on. Um, I'm hesitant to go down the Daniel Carlson path ever again with Zimmer. So I would say you're going to roll the dice Greg Joseph, who I will remind you has not kicked competitively in a game as far as field goal attempts since 2018. So I'm not I'm not judging any training camp thing and saying, well, that's a sure thing. Yeah, uh, I think whenever I hear big arm for a quarterback or big leg for a kicker, the first thing I do is roll my eyes like, OK, congratulations. You can throw that pigskin over that mountain, right? Like Tavares Jackson had a big arm for a quarterback. Yep. Declan's guy. Declan's guy, Josh Freeman, was throwing passes into the oh, upper yeah. deck, you know, in New York. Like, that guy had a big arm. Oh, yeah, I was excited for that. Uh, didn't Ryan Leaf have a big arm, too, mm-hmm. back in the late 90s? Big leg, though. Yeah. Big leg, Reese Lloyd. Big but leg. Even, all right, big leg, too. But, like, how far down the list of things that matter do you have to get to? Like, you have to have a big enough leg to kick a ball 50 yards, right? And a big yeah. enough arm to throw an out route, you know, a 15-yard out route or something. But for kickers... Give me Ryan Longwell, who, you know, who had, I mean, like, Ryan Longwell, even, like, at 50 years old, right, like, could probably make a 40-yard field goal pretty regularly in the NFL. Yep. But what do you do when you're, you know, 50 yards away? I don't know. How often does that happen in a year? Well, like, you I know, just can't go once down. a game. If, if you go down the rookie path again with this head coach for a kicker and it fails, that's totally on you now. Like, there's no, there's no, well, we thought it was a good I- idea. No, one thing that Mike has proven, like there are certain things at this point in Mike's tenure with the Vikings that we know you're asking for trouble if you if you go in that direction. And I would say a kicker who's just coming into the league and as a young man should not be subjected to what the Vikings will subject him to if he kicks it. Someone just said Declan looks like a Vikings kicker. He sort of does look like a kicker. I can kick. 
I can kick. Somewhere. Can you? I, I, it's hard I, to do. I, it is gonna, hard to do. I'm not going to lie. But uh, it looks easy. It ain't I, easy. I, like I said, that my my crowning crowning moment at the Super Bowl experience. Two things. Number one, uh, I ran a forty under five seconds, which was faster than Tom Brady and Nick Foles, both the quarterbacks who were starting at the Super Bowl that year. So take that, nice. Eagles and Patriots fans. Nice. And two, I did have the distance on a thirty yard field goal. I just pushed it left. Nice by a lot. But well, by the way. Familiar. Ryan Longwell, so he's only he's only forty six years old. All right, yeah. Now he was he was pretty shaky his last year with the Vikings. You know he uh, he missed four five. Uh, he missed I guess six field goals on the year. He was twenty two of twenty eight. Um, but like, let's say you gave Ryan Longwell two months to just get back in it, and he wanted to. Yep. But but he would never be able to attempt a field goal. 50 yards or longer, like mm-hmm. basically 48 yards and longer. You'd have to either go for it or punt it. Yep. But you know that he's not going to just go rogue and miss a bunch of extra points. And he'd make a lot of stuff inside 45. Or you can go with Greg Joseph from now until the end of the year. <laughs> what would you choose? At this age, Those though, are your only two options at this age. Cause I'm not adverse to going for it more than teams do, but, um, Man, forty six. The leg might be the leg might not be good from forty at this point in time. But he, he, here's where that I'm, scare me. I'm in on that is because I like teams being aggressive on fourth down. So if we can't kick a field goal from forty yards back, go for it on fourth down. Yeah, but you got to be able to kick a field goal from forty. I, I think fifty. You don't like. I think fifty. But at some point in time, you have to make your field goals. Like it can win you games. Mm-hmm. Or let's say it's let's say you're at the forty and it's fourth and nine. Go and then you just it. run the ball. You got to go for it. Give it to Dalvin. I'll take Greg Joseph, but like I paused while thinking about it. Yeah, Ryan Longwell. And get back to me after three weeks hey, just to see. Hey, a couple of the things that, in retrospect, Chili did right for sure. Kicker and Hutch at left guard. Like, I mean, that was yeah. – think, think about if this team now, which, by the way, um, certainly will spend – if they have the cap room, think about if this team said we're going to get the best damn guard we can. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know how much possible pain is alleviated immediately? And I know it's a guard, but damn, they're important. Yeah, uh, Matthew says I feel like Mackie is the type of coach that will put his hands on his knees while leaning over as he watches the play like unfold. One hundred percent right. I like mostly, that. mostly because I'm just tired from having. I have to stand for like four hours. No, it's super tiring, man. Of course, I'm going to put my hand. I like that one. A lot I, of breath. I, I, I wasn't exactly that. Right. Uh, I wasn't that position at the Vikings playoff uh, Saints game when Kirk hit the dagger to Kyle Rudolph. I was. I was that in the hands on, TV. Hands on knees I, I, and fell to my knees. In, in, <laughs> and the only time I ever said thank you, Kirk Cousins, I think, in the four years he's been here. So. Um. Oh, by the way, cheers to Steve Hutchinson. Yeah, Hall of a, Famer, man. Hutch was Hutch was great, man. He was looking, unbelievable to watch. Looking pretty good too. Looking, uh, he lost a lot like of he's weight. Lost about seventy five pounds, or something. he lost big yeah. time weight. Yeah, those guys. It's amazing how the, those guys thin down. Yeah. I told, told you guys the best thing that Steve when I went to do a big story at his house before his second year here. The best thing he showed me was his lifetime card to Chipotle, free That's Chipotle. A, God, I would. It was a. It was a. Today. It was metal. It yeah. was a metal card. It I've was serious bleep. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, this gets me a lifetime free Chipotle's. 
I think that any Chipotle franchise. That's what it looks like too for the ballpark pass that like athletes get, or if you, okay. if you get the if you get the ballpark pass, I think it's also like a gold card. Sure, that looks very very so, similar. So to how that. does that work? He just walks into any so, Chipotle and just orders whatever he wants. Well, I don't I'm know sure if there's limitations. I'm so yeah, sorry. I don't know if it's just for for. Him burritos or if it's just for that, him like Declan the, said the, the big question on that is the guac comp like that is honestly the biggest you question. know if you're hutch though especially back in in the day because i'm willing to bet he doesn't eat as much chipotle as he once did and you walk in with like burke and stuff i mean you guys are massive i don't think they ask a lot of questions like miss no. uh, i'm sorry mr hutchinson but we're gonna have to cut you off with the guac <laughs> those guys post practice so between in two a days, they would go to that Chipotle in Mankato and get like two a piece yeah. and just wolf them down. I'll tell you, they, I mean, those guys would they do Chipotle, all those chain restaurants, but the linemen would often go to uh, Red Lobster and just clean them out of Cheddar Bay biscuits as well. Just, Much to the chagrin of our good friend Dave Campbell. Nobody yeah. liked the Cheddar Bay biscuits <laughs> like Dave Campbell did. So good. Yeah. There's there's worse things you could do on a Friday night than just go plow Cheddar Bay biscuits and martinis at yep. uh, Red yeah. Lobster. You know, yeah. in Mankato, you're exactly right. All right. Let's take a couple more here, and then we can say goodbye and and save some stuff for uh, tomorrow's Monday show. Uh, does Oli Udo sound like Homer Simpson, Judd? I don't know if after you've a really case Udo of Surly's. after a case of Surly's. I don't. You know, I'm ne- I don't believe I have ever talked to him. I'm not sure. I will say this <laughs> right now: <laughs> the converted tackle is your starting right guard. Like it's 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 by a, it's by a hair because he and Dozier are both rotating in with the first team, but he's the guy that got the first set of snaps with first team yesterday. And I got I have to amend something I said about a week ago on this show. I said Oli Udo has never played a snap in the NFL. He did play like thirty snaps week seventeen two thousand nineteen yes. at right tackle, and so. Yep. Therefore, I feel just as good as if Steve Hutchinson were starting at a guard position. For the Vikings. So I take back everything I said. I am now all in on Ole Udo because he played week 17 at tackle in 2019. So Some, my apologies. <laughs> somebody during the course of the practice in the 11-on-11 work yesterday at U.S. Bank Stadium tweeted video of him basically not flattening a guy, but redirecting him. Unfortunately, he also just grabbed him. Oh, <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> no. He like grabbed him. Like you can't grab him. You've got to actually block him. So uh, Eric and Liam Wingenbach is Bradbury going to be better this year? Any sense of that in camp, Judd? Um, okay. Again, full disclosure. It, it's hard to tell. Like they, they've been in pads four or five times, but they're not taking guys to the ground. I will yeah. say this. The blocking right now is very like as light as it can possibly be. So, so you're not following through on blocks. Like, I would like to see a really competitive drill between a guy like uh, Pierce and Bradbury. The few times that we have, because Pierce is a huge man, advantage Pierce. Yeah, I, I have real doubts that Garrett Bradbury is ever going to turn into the pass protector that they thought. Uh, and then one more here. Uh, Juan M. Davis, Wyatt Davis, start at, will he start at guard or center first? You know what? Let's tease this one. Let's talk about this. This okay. is Let's among the depth, most. Yeah, depth chart um, breakdown tomorrow. Among the most surprising things, this is it. Cool. So I, I think we should get back to, to that because there's a there's a rather large breakdown we can do about what's developed at that guard spot. Love it. 
Love it. And then uh, Nick V over under one and a half fights during the joint practice with the Broncos. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say under. I think guys are going to restrain go the themselves. You know they should, but let's keep in mind, gentlemen. Mike Zimmer's team against Vic Fangio. Vic they preach Fangio. defense. They preach. They preach football. Come on. Over under prime ribs consumed by Vic Fangio and Mike Zimmer over those two joints. <laughs> they'll just, oh, they'll, they'll just yeah. sit yeah. down and share God, share prime rib and just and bottles of wine. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, all right. That's been uh, Purple After Dark, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Thank you. This week, we're going to unveil a new segment called Surly, You Can't Be Furious, starring Judd Zolgad. Mm-hmm. On Purple Daily, but Daily Vikings Entertainment, and we're counting down the days until the first preseason game, until the first regular season game. It's been a blast. Uh, thank you guys for helping us, for whatever reason, become finalists for a National Marconi Award. Purple Daily, man, rising up to new heights in 2021. I'm pouring another one. Look at that product placement. Just so brilliant. Pouring another one. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mackie, Judd, executive producer, Declan. Tomorrow, we're back. I'm Purple Daily.